Chapter Twenty Five of The Turn of the Tide. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ina Dobisher, Auckland, New Zealand. The Turn of the Tide by Eleanor H. Porter. Chapter Twenty Five. It was indeed lucky stars as little Maggie soon found out others found it out too but to some of these it was not lucky stars at the dinner table on that first night after the visit to patty's house margaret threw the family into no little consternation by abruptly asking how do you go to work to get men and things to put houses into livable shape i don't suppose i did word it in a very business-like manner she added lovingly in response to frank spencer's amazed ejaculation but what perhaps i don't quite understand he murmured no of course you don't replied margaret and no wonder i'll explain you see i found another of my friends it's the little girl patty with whom i lived three years in new york she's down in one of the milk cottages and it leaks and is in bad shape generally i want to fix it up there was a dazed silence then frank spencer recovered his wits and his voice by all means he rejoined hastily it shall be attended to at once just give me your directions and i will send the men around there right away thank you then i'll meet them there and tell them just what i want done frank spencer moistened his lips which had grown unaccountably dry but my dear margaret he remonstrated surely it isn't necessary that you yourself should be subjected to such annoyance i can attend to all that is necessary oh but i don't mind a bit returned margaret brightly i want to do it it's for patty you know and frank spencer could only fall back in his chair with an uneasy glance at his sister before the week was out there seemed to be a good many things that were for patty you know there were the skilled physicians summoned to prescribe for maggie and there was the strong capable woman hired to care for her and to give the worn-out mother a much-needed rest there were the large baskets of fruit and vegetables and the boxes of beautiful flowers in fact there seemed to be almost nothing throughout the whole week that was not for patty you know even margaret's time that too was given to patty the golf links and the tennis court were deserted neither ned nor the beautiful october weather could tempt margaret to a single game the music-room too was silent and the piano was closed down in the little house on the prospect hill road however a radiant young woman was superintending the work that was fast putting the cottage in a shape that was very much livable meanwhile this same radiant woman was getting acquainted with her namesake lucky stars as the child insisted upon calling her and maggie were firm friends good food and proper care were fast bringing the little girl back to health and there was nothing she loved to do as to play with the beautiful young lady who had never yet failed to bring toy or game or flower for her delight and how old are you now margaret would laughingly ask each day just to hear the prompt response i'm most five going on six and i'll be twelve tomorrow margaret always chuckled over this retort and never tired of hearing it until one day 
patty sharply interfered don't please don't i can't bear it when you don't half know what it means when i don't know what it means why patty exclaimed margaret yes it's sam he learned it to her well margaret's eyes were still puzzled he likes it he wants her to be twelve you know explained patty with an effort then as she saw her meaning was still not clear she added miserably she can work then in the mills in the mills at twelve years old that's the age you know when they can get their papers that is if it's summer vacation time and they looks out this summer most generally when they does get some after that it don't count they just works lots of em summer or winter school or no school the age do you mean that they let mere children twelve years old work in those mills for a moment patty stared silently then she shook her head i reckon maybe you don't know much about it she said wearily they don't wait till day's twelve they just says day's twelve nelly magoon's eleven and bess is ten and susie mcdermott ain't but nine but they's all twelve on the mills books some's just a-learnin maggie ter say she's twelve even now and the minute she's big enough ter work she'll be twelve it makes me jest sick and that's why i can't bear ter hear her say it margaret shuddered her face lost a little of its radiant glow and her hand trembled as she raised it to her head you are right i did not know she said faintly there must be something that can be done there must be i will see and she did see that night she once more followed her guardian into the little den off the library it's business again she began smiling faintly and it's the mills may i speak to you a moment of course you may cried the man trying to make his voice so cordial that there should be visible in his manner no trace of his real dismay at her request what is it margaret did not answer at once her head drooped forward a little she had seated herself near the desk and her left hand and arm rested along the edge of its smooth flat top the man's gaze drifted from her face to the arm the slender wrist and the tapering fingers so clearly outlined in all their fairness against the dark mahogany and so plainly all unfitted for strife or struggle with a sudden movement he leaned forward and covered the slim fingers with his own warm clasping hand margaret dear child don't he begged it breaks my heart to see you like this you are carrying the whole world on those two frail shoulders of yours no no it's not the whole world at all protested the girl it's only a wee small part of it and such a defenseless little part too it's the children down at the mills unconsciously the man straightened himself his clasp on the outstretched hand loosened until margaret as if in answer to the stern determination of his face drew her hand away and raised her head until her eyes met his unfalteringly it is useless of course to pretend not to understand he began stiffly i suppose that that altogether officious young mcginnis has been asking your help for some of his pet schemes on the contrary mr mcginnis has not spoken to me of the mill-workers corrected margaret quietly 
but with a curious little thrill that resolved itself into a silent exultation that there was then at least one at the mills on whose aid she might count i have not seen him indeed since that first morning i met him she finished coldly though margaret would not own it to herself the fact that she had not seen the young man robert mcginnis had surprised and disappointed her not a little margaret kendall was not used to having her presence and her gracious invitations ignored oh then you haven't seen him murmured her guardian and there was a curious intonation of relief in his voice who then has been talking to you no one in the way you mean patty inadvertently mentioned it to-day and i questioned her i was shocked and distressed those little children just think of it twelve years old and working in the mills the man made a troubled gesture but my dear margaret i did not put them there their parents did it but you could refuse to take them why should i he shrugged they would merely go into some other man's mill but you don't know the worst of it moaned the girl they've lied to you they aren't even twelve some of them they're babies of nine and ten she paused expectantly but he did not speak he only turned his head so that she could not see his eyes you did know it of course she went on feverishly but you do now and surely now now you can do something still he was silent then he turned sharply margaret i beg of you to believe me when i say that you do not understand the matter at all those people are poor they need the money you would deprive some of the families of two-thirds of their means of support if you took away what the children earn help them pity them be as charitable as you like that is well and good but margaret don't for heaven's sake let your heart run away with your head when it comes to the business part of it business with babies nine years old the man sprang to his feet and walked twice the length of the room then he turned about and faced the scornful eyes of the girl by the desk margaret don't look at me as if you thought i was a fiend incarnate i regret this sort of thing as much as you do indeed i do but my hands are tied i am simply a part of a great machine a gigantic system and i must run my mills as other men do surely you must see that just think it over and give me the credit at least for knowing a little more of the business than you do when i and my father before me had been here as many years as you have days come please don't let us talk of this thing any more to-night you are tired and overwrought and i don't think you realize yourself what you are asking very well i will go sighed margaret rising wearily to her feet but i can't forget it there must be some way out of it there must be some way out of it somehow sometime end of chapter 25